Welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. This is episode 1023. My interview with Fred Joyle, and we're discussing his new book, Super Bold. Enjoy. Hi, Fred. Welcome to the Hidden Wire podcast. Great to have you here today. Thank you, Lee. I'm very excited to talk to everyone uh, in your country. Yes, well, in my country, but across the world as well. We've got plenty of listeners over there in the United States. Whereabouts are you from, Fred? I am in Los Angeles. Los Angeles. There you go. So I'm sure we've got plenty of listeners in your section there as well. Uh, Mate, welcome to the show. It's great to have you here. You've got a a fantastic new book out, Super Bold, uh, From Underconfident to Charismatic in 90 Days. 90 days is always a time frame, isn't there, for us to transform? Uh, it helps to let people know that when, it, how much time it's going to take to to achieve uh, the the result. So, uh, a lot of thought went into the title, and it's and it can be done. You can radically change your confidence and boldness level in 90 days if you do the exercises in the book diligently. Okay. Yeah. So the book's full of um, obviously the information and the and the research and the. The ideas plus the uh, the activities to, to get into that. And I think looking at your bookshelf behind you there, a lot of personal development books are very much like that. You know, they give you the the idea, um, the, the, the research behind the idea, and then the practical tools to make sure you can actually implement that. Um, and I don't know about you, Fred, but I find that myself and, and a lot of people, I think, read books, but then we put it down and, and then it sort of just disappears. We don't actually put it into practice. Um uh, maybe just because we're so cluttered with, you know, practices these days and and time poor and uh, all that sort of stuff. What are your thoughts? I think that happens. It certainly happens to me. I think it happens to a lot of people. And I really emphasize that with my book is that this is a book about doing something, not about just getting some ideas. The, the ideas will certainly help because a lot of the beginning of the book is to talk about social skills and your mindset that moves you in the direction of boldness. But then if you really want to develop it, you have to do stuff. Just like if you want to learn guitar, you can read all the books you want about guitar, but when you pick that up, you're not going to sound that good. Uh, So you're going to have to play the guitar and your fingers are going to have to get calloused and you're going to have to learn some chords and rhythm and things like that. Uh, by playing and this is about playing uh, in your discomfort zone to build your boldness muscles yes i love it and your um your background mate i mean you've sort of suggested that you were shy originally um, weren't super bold in any stretch of the imagination is that why you've written this book Uh, it very much is because i grew up as a very shy underconfident person i couldn't ask a girl on a date. I couldn't ask a girl to dance. I I couldn't even make a cold call when somebody gave me the opportunity in a business to to try doing that. Uh, I couldn't dial the phone one time. I had all of this hesitation and reluctance and fear of rejection and all of this stuff. And it really frustrated me because I kept missing opportunities of every kind. Uh, And the few times I was bold. I don't know how I summoned it, but all sorts of stuff would blossom from it. And and I would watch bold people and I would say, why are they like this? What I mean, are they born this way? What what makes them not experience rejection the way I do and and not hesitate? Uh, and I eventually figured out ways of getting myself to be comfortable being uncomfortable. 
and developing this ever increasing confidence, but it took me way too long. Yeah. So, uh, how long? I, what are you talking? Oh, Years. decades. I would decades. comfortably say that I really got to a, a point where, you know, now I can walk on a stage with 5,000 people and I'm excited to be out there and I can be entertaining and goofy and try all sorts of stuff and things can go wrong and, and nothing bothers me. I'm just enjoying it. I'm not nervous at all. I'm energized by the whole thing. And I can meet anyone. I can walk up to any person. It doesn't matter how famous or how successful. I, I could just walk up and have a normal conversation with them. Uh, and that's very powerful as an entrepreneur. That's very important to have. And I was, you know, I started my own business with a good friend of mine and we had to be bold all the time. We had to be bold and outgoing and and sell and ask for money and raise money and find customers and try stuff uh, and fail at stuff and learn from it. And so mm. I, I eventually I was what really sparked the book is I was uh, years into my successful business life. I was asked to mentor these high school students as part of a group. And I, so I put together my life lessons. And one of the life lessons was that boldness is a superpower. And I said, everything flows from your willingness to be uncomfortable and try stuff and be bold. Bold people are the ones who make all the difference in the world. And they said, that's great. How? <laughs> how do I do that? By like, How do I change myself to do that? Yeah, And I gave them some ideas, but I thought I have got to create a clear, systematic way. So from the stage, I made a promise that I would write the book, which is, of course, how you get stuff done is you make a, a public declaration, right? Now you're stuck right. having yeah. to deliver. It's a bold uh, move. And so that, that's what, and so the book came out last year um, and it's, people have been responding really well to it because it, it did get very refined over the years in terms of the techniques, the, the method that you use and the exercises that you use and the, the thought behind it. Yeah. So, so just refine that. Describe bold to us. I mean, I, I think of the word courageous or courage when I, when I think of that word in your context, but how do you define that? So a lot of people confuse confidence and boldness as the same thing. Confidence is how you feel in certain situations. Yeah. Uh, the more, the better, obviously. But most people are, are selective about where they feel confident and don't. Mm -hmm. Boldness is your confidence in action. You're doing something. You're wow. walking across the room and meeting that person and introducing yourself. You're walking on that stage. You're stepping in front of a group of potential investors and pitching your company, you're uh, bungee jumping, whatever the heck it is, you're doing, you're taking action, even though you might be uncomfortable. It's the, the same principle as courage, but courage is, is you know, uh, more about sometimes you're in danger or at, at real physical risk a lot of times. Um, but it's the same principle because people say, you know, it's it's not that courageous people have no fear. It's that they are acting in spite of their fear. Mm. And this is and boldness is realizing that you have something you want to achieve. And whatever reluctance you're feeling or hesitation, you act in spite of that yeah. until you eventually 
that be, your default mode becomes, I'm going to make the bold move. I'm going to step up. I'm going to speak up. I'm going to try something. I'm going to take a risk. It's not necessarily acting with confidence all the time, is it? Because, I mean, I think if you're, if you're fearful of something, like bungee jumping, you threw that out there before, which I've done, you may have a fear of it and you may not be too confident about what you're doing, but you're taking that action regardless. Yeah. And it's, you're not, you're summoning some confidence that, that the cord is not going to break in the bungee jumping because somebody in front of you just did it and maybe a hundred people in front of you just did it. So that you're, you're using some rational thought to give you some confidence, but you have to be bold enough to lean forward in bungee jumping and go because they're never going to push you, right? You've done it. They'll, they'll say, you know, we're not going to push you. you got to jump. Yeah. Yeah. And, and that's, it's a good, uh, metaphor for a lot of life. It's a, all the good stuff happens because you leap. You now maybe a calculated leap, but you have to. You got to jump. You got to step off the edge and and let something happen. Whether it's an emotional risk of, of potential rejection, or it's a business risk of failure, or any of any situation where you have to summon this strength to act. That's, you, that's boldness to me. So, what, what sort of, I guess you get when you're talking with people about this topic, you probably get people with a lot of hesitation around it. Um, and one, one thing that comes to my mind is, um, you know, someone saying, well, I'm an introvert, not an extrovert. And I guess perhaps you're, you're very much an introverted person, but you have found this way to be extroverted when you need to be. Yes, I'm, I, I label myself a bold introvert. Yeah. Uh, but, but what the difference is, I like being alone. I like doing a certain number of things alone, but I am not lonely. I am not alone because I'm unwilling to meet people. I, I have the capability of meeting whoever I want and, and being in social situations and being comfortable with some of my discomfort. Even I may feel a little awkward, but I'm, I'm going to embrace that and I'm not going to let it make me, hesitant and that's the difference and and this is people also say well i don't want to become somebody else i don't want to become a show off or something like that and that you you don't become a different person what you're doing is boldness allows you to bring your full self to the world you're not suppressing anything you're not holding back uh, because you want a full and adventurous life. You want to chase your dreams. I mean, dreams don't decay because they're so difficult. They decay because we don't get to them. Hmm. And we think we might get to them someday, or we'll get to them when we feel more like it, or we feel stronger or better, or when we've, we've calculated all the risks and protected ourselves from them. Uh, you know, the people do that in business all the time. They never launch their business because they haven't perfected it yet. Whereas entrepreneurs just go, I'm going to launch it, see what the heck happens, see what the market yeah. thinks. Yeah, yeah. No, I like that. Um, so what, what are the steps we can take to, to becoming bold, super bold? Where do we start? So uh, it, it starts, you know, the exercises start at, at, at even a nonverbal level. It, just, it depends where you are, but you're going to do something bold every day to build that boldness muscle. Uh, to, to venture into your 
discomfort zone a little bit until it widens and widens and widens. And, and so that you have this confidence because you've tested it in all these situations where the, the risk is low or it doesn't matter so that when it does matter, you can summon the boldness. So it could be something as simple as uh, one of the early exercises is smile at everybody you meet for the, for the whole day and aiming for that person who doesn't smile back <laughs> and then consciously not taking it on, not taking it on as a personal rejection or an affront or what, or saying what's wrong with me or why am I not worthy of being smiled back at you just let it go because you have no idea. It's so, it's so important to have that realization that you have no idea what other people's headspace is, what their day is like. It could be the worst day of their life. They could have just gotten fired and divorced at the same day, you know? And so why they're not smiling back doesn't have to have anything to do with you. And this is what bold people know. It's like, don't take on the opinions and judgments of strangers. Have a very limited list of people whose opinions really matter to you and matter in certain situations. Other, the rest of us are going, oh, people are going to laugh at me. And I always say to them, what people? Do you know these people? <laughs> Do they know you? If they think you're an idiot or a buffoon or funny looking or anything like that, does that make you that? Or is it just a random uninformed opinion? Why would you take it on? Mm. So it's a, it's a, a, a big shift in doing it. And, and so a simple exercise like that starts to build this muscle. And then you're going to step it up. You're going to you're, you're going to be in a coffee line, and you're going to introduce yourself to someone in front of you, and yeah. and you're going to say, "Well, what do I say? What? Well, how about complimenting them? How many people dislike being complimented?" Hmm. So you're going to just say, "Wow, that's I, I really love that that suit, or that beard looks great on you." Or I don't, my, my girlfriend would love that handbag. I'd love to know where you got it. Anything like that. Or you just, you know, your purple hair looks amazing. I even pick out things that I think are strange and weird that I would have a judgment about. And then in my mind, I'm, I've got something, some negative thing going on. And I force myself to turn it into a compliment because I'm wrong. 90% of the time I'm in yeah. my judgment. So why be attached to it? Why, I, so I forced myself to say, wow, your, your hair looks amazing. Even though in my mind, it looks bizarre, right? Yeah. Or, or that, you know, that, that nose ring looks, looks like something a bull would have, right? Not a human. And I'll say, you know, that nose ring looks great on you. Uh, you know, I can't pull it off, but it works for you. Yeah. So those and, practices are really just to, again, put you in that zone of uncomfortableness where you otherwise wouldn't put yourself comfortably. Yeah. And, and, and realize that if you have no agenda, it's really easy to connect with people. Yeah. Yeah. How do you know, like what's a signal for, for someone of when to be bold and when not to be bold? I mean, I guess, you know, I get. I like the idea of those practices, like standing in the line and, and giving someone a compliment. For me, I'd be standing there going, you know, I, I could do this if I wanted that practice to become bold, but ordinarily I wouldn't want to do it, you know. Not that I wouldn't want to do it, I just wouldn't do it. Um, yeah. So I guess there's um, times where you can put it into practice, but what about other times, like real-life scenarios, not about practising to become bold, but 
knowing when to be bold? It's, it's getting, you have to get tuned into what you actually want. Yeah. And, and if you, what you want is to be able to meet anyone, then you have to practice meeting people when the stakes are low. So that when you see that actor, that athlete, that business person that you want to meet, you're, you're already in the habit of comfortably walking up to them and saying something. And, and having a normal human interaction. And I see people do this, you know, I live in Hollywood, essentially. And, I, and so we see actors in places all the time. And I, I watch people just, they, they rush up to them and ask to take a picture with them or something. Let's take a, can we take a selfie with you? Instead of, and a lot of times they can't remember their name. They call them their actor name or whatever. Uh, the, the, the show they were in, which is not appealing to the person unless they're barely known. I, I mean, if you see Will Smith, you're going to you need to go up and say something appreciative to him that is not just, oh, can I take a picture with my friends? They are going to love it. It's a selfie is this perfect example of pretending we know somebody. Yeah. Right. Or that they were actually interested in us because, of course, they're going to smile if they do it. Instead, you could say, I really love that new series that you're doing on on uh, traveling around the earth in exotic places. And he'll say, really? Because I'm really enjoying doing that. That was such a labor of love for me. I didn't make a penny on it, but it was so interesting to do. And, and my kids are the ones that urged me. All of a sudden, you're having a human interaction with them because you said something personal and appreciative yeah. rather than trying to get something. Mm -hmm. And that that happens in in every situation. But you when you're when you're not bold the only time i'm not bold is when i think it's going to be intrusive if it when i when i think somebody's going to be um interfered with or imposed upon or interrupted those aren't times when you when you want to be bold you have to have the sense of of propriety also but make sure it's not just some excuse you're telling yourself not to talk to somebody. Mm. And, and I've been in many situations where you would think that that person wouldn't talk to you. And if you approach them in the right way, they're happy to talk to you and you're happy that you talk to them because you had a, a real human connection with them. And as long as you remember that everyone is just a human being, you take yourself off of this imbalanced level and learn to communicate with them. I've, I've had conversations with, with billionaires that I, I've been in the room where I was the poorest, least successful person in the room by a lot. And I could still walk up and talk to everybody because they, they were just people. They just did better than me mm. in life, a lot better than me. Um, and they, they like being treated like a, a regular person. Yeah, yeah. And I guess that's where people will fall down when they're not really appreciating things for, for their true value and, and not being authentic. It sounds like, yeah, there's a fine line between, you know, being bold and um, putting some of these practices into place but maybe doing it without that authenticity piece, you know, and I think that'll maybe um, have a, a reverse effect. 
Yeah. And I, and I also, I said, I, I always remind people, this is not about boldness with a total lack of integrity. This is not about, you know, manipulating people or getting over on people. This is, this is about having a full and satisfying life because you are connecting with people and you're achieving your dreams. And hopefully everybody's benefiting from that. I mean, there are definitely bold people who, who do damage. Um, with with what they do that's not what i'm trying to teach people to do i'm trying mm. to teach people to understand that they can act with full integrity and be very bold in their life and and draw people to them but also find discover things that they never would have imagined coming to them just because they opened themselves up to the possibility what's some of the success stories you've um seen out there with um people that you've, you've worked with to transform them? Uh, I, I particularly like to watch young people do this. Um, and, and a good example was my, uh, my cousin's daughter was uh, very hesitant to meet. We were at, at this restaurant in, the, in a hotel and the chef had come out yeah. and to talk to a couple of the people in the group and, and, and she was just starting to go to pastry school at this college. And, and I said, her name's Hope. I said, Hope, uh, you, need to, you need to meet the chef. And she was like, oh, no, no, I couldn't. And I said, okay, let's talk about what you're telling yourself here. Oh, well, he's not going to be interested in me. Really? You're sure of that? So how, how do you prepare yourself? What, here's what you can say. You can say, I really loved everything about the meal, especially the desserts, because I'm going to pastry school. Mm. So you've opened up. And I said, you've prepared yourself for what you're going to say. And I said, and he's not going to say, get away from me. Get out of my face. I don't care. He's not going to say any of these things that you think he's going to say that's keeping you from walking up to him. And so what happens is she says, I said, I'll be standing right next to you. You're just going to say that. Yeah. And so she says that. And he says, really, would you like to come into the kitchen and see how we designed all these desserts? Because there's a lot of detail that goes into it. And so she gets a tour of the kitchen. Now she could have said, oh, no, no. Right. Because that's what shy people do. It's like, no, I don't need that. They're like, they, they, they made a little advance and they, they, they take the little victory and run. Instead, she went to the kitchen. Now, what could happen from that? And that's kind of what I reinforced later when I talked to her. So I said, you see what happened when all you did was pay him a compliment with nothing. You didn't ask for anything. You were not interested in the outcome. You were offering appreciation. Mm. And he responded to that by offering something. Before he was done, he said, if you want to intern here during the summers, we always need a lot of help because there's so much work in making these desserts. I would love, let's talk about that when you finish your first year of school. Yeah. So that's, that's a huge thing. And what I would have done at her, I was watching her and I was going, she's me at this age. She's afraid to speak up. She's told herself all these horrible things that are going to happen that couldn't possibly happen. And all I, I, I didn't shove her. 
I led her. I, I loaded her lips with yeah. what she was going to say. And I said, and watch what happens. And I said, and we could just walk away after you say that. He, he could just, he may just say thank you and you walk away, but you'll at least have offered something. But yeah. what she discovered, and this was like the beginning of the awakening for her of boldness is like, look what happens when you step up. Of course you're uncomfortable, but you knew what you were going to say and you said it without any further agenda. And it was just an expression of appreciation and look what happened. Yeah. And burn that in after I talked to her after I said, think about that. Yeah. That there's, there's a life lesson in this about stepping up, about speaking up, about not letting your fears keep you from pursuing something interesting, fun, sometimes important, sometimes critical. You've got to, you, you got to be able to summon it when it's important. Uh, let, let's look at, let's say one of your best friends passes away or a parent passes away. I know so many people that go, oh, I don't like speaking in front of people. So I'm not, I can't do a eulogy. And I say, you're never going to get, this is a one shot deal. It's not a performance. You, you, you're going to want to have gotten up and said something, even if it's two words about this friend, about this parent. Mm. And so you, you're going to want to be able to summon that. And I, and I know it because I, I didn't get to eulogize my father, but I got to eulogize my mother because I had become somebody who could step up and, and say what needs to be said. Yeah. It's often that <clears throat> the lead up until the event that, you know, causes so much anxiety and fear and, and stress. Um, but once you're actually there, it's never as bad as what you, you know, what you thought it was. No, we, we, we have a, an incredible ability to come up with the worst case scenarios or even pure fictional possibilities. Yeah. yeah. And, but we're terrible at calculating the odds of them happening. Yeah. We think it's like 90% chance that it's going to go bad. Bold people know that it's like a less than 1% chance. And if it goes bad, they find a way to make it not so bad or, hey, it, it bounces off them and they move on. They go, oh, wow, that was a mistake. I won't make that one again. Uh, I'll learn from that or I'll, you know, I'll learn to, to put it a different way or I'll learn to read people better or whatever. That's right. They don't have to go slit their wrists over the whole thing. They just uh, go, oh, yeah, that, that didn't go exactly right. And they, don't, they don't have to tell themselves they're not worthy and that they should never talk to people again or something crazy like that. Yeah. I, um, and I know the, um, the, the flip side of not doing it, you know, the regret there that comes from, from not doing it, you know, not doing something that you really, really wanted to do and you just, your fear got in the way from, you know, you're doing it. Um, you do live with that, that sort of regret. Yeah. And that's what I tell people is like, if, if you want to decide to become bold, the, what drives it is mind the regrets in your life, the missed opportunities, the what could have, what should you have done, mm. what could have happened. Look hard at those yeah. and say, do you want to keep doing that? Yeah. Because the only way out is to develop the ability to, to speak up. To, to, to say, yes, I'm uncomfortable. Yes, this could go wrong. I could even be embarrassed, but I don't have to decide to take on that much embarrassment. I can still try it. Yeah. And then you do it enough and you realize 
you're wrong about all of these things that, you know, the, what I call Dr. No, who is in your head all the time telling you terrible things is wrong. And you just have to hear it and go, yes, thank you. I'm not listening. And then you act. Coming up with that consciousness of it all. Do yeah. you, um, so 90 days, uh, any particular reason why we've got 90 days? It's just the activities will take that time. Uh, yeah, it's because in it, it, there's a lot of science between developing habit habits and a, a lot of neuroscience in terms of how we can reprogram ourselves. Mm. And over the course of 90 days, you can create entire neural pathways. And, and that's what happens if you act boldly every day. That's one of the basic principles of the book is to, is to do some bold actions every single day. Yeah. So that your brain is going, I guess this is who we are, is we are going to act boldly and you're, you're going to create wide neural pathways until your default mode is actually boldness, not hesitance, not underconfidence, because those neural pathways of underconfidence and hesitance and fear of rejection and all those things, they will atrophy because you're ignoring them and you're using an, a, a, a neural pathway, an action that has a reward loop. Once you start doing all of these things, when you compliment a stranger, there's a reward loop in that. There's a very basic neurological thing that's happening with you mm. on a chemical level. Yeah. And you, and you repeat that. And over, over the course of, of 60 to 90 days, you, you transform yourselves until it's a habit. To just act boldly, you say, oh, I'm going to talk to people. I, I, I always use the example of, uh, I always talk to people in elevators now. Um, and because, but, but my experience, and I have to check this because I'm finally talking to somebody in Australia. In my experience in Australia, people talk to each other in the elevator. Um, but in the rest of the world, people don't talk to each other. They all just stand there like like it's a it's a prison sentence and we're not and we don't make no eye contact and stuff like that i don't i my experience of australia was people all talk to each other in the elevator is that actually true or is it just my impression oh, i don't really get on too many elevators myself but um have been there and <laughs> I, I guess i get what you're saying like yeah i mean people aren't aren't shy of talking on there but um just depends on the crowd and who's there and whether you're alone or with a friend and all that sort of stuff too i think you know yeah uh i also remember uh, when I got in a taxi in uh, Sydney and I got in the back seat, which is what you would do in the U.S., and the driver looked at me like, what the heck are you doing? Like I was supposed to sit in the front seat with him. Um, is, was this another unique experience yeah, or is this very typical? Normal. You normally sit in the front seat if you're by yourself or even with people. Um, yeah. You know, a lot of people will sit in the front and have a chat to the uh, taxi driver all the way to wherever yeah, you're going. I, I know, and it's, it, I thought it was just a wonderful thing, but he was just, he gave me this look like, what, you're not in a limousine, buddy. You know, get, get, come on up here, mate, and let's talk. Uh, and I, I, Fantastic. Yeah. Well, i got the, uh, the book here. So we've got the book here on Amazon. Um, so guys listening out there, um, I'll stick a link in the show notes. So, you know, grab a copy um, if you're looking to, to become super bold. Um, really appreciate you coming on today, Fred, and sharing um, the book with us and, and you're in time. Thank you very much. It's been a pleasure and uh, always fun to, to talk about these ideas and, and and explore them with people. So thank you for giving me the opportunity. Helps flesh them out a bit. What, um, 
before we go, Fred, where can people find more out about you and, you know, what you're doing and connect with you and stuff like that? Uh, the easiest way is my website, which is fredjoyle.com, just yeah. J-O-Y-A-L, no okay. dots or dashes or anything like that. Uh, you can download uh, the first chapter of the book if you wanted to uh, on, on the site. Uh, and if you're buying it, uh, a digital version of the book, you can download a PDF of the exercises from the website as well so that you've got the exercises physically in your hand, even though you may be listening to the book or reading a, a, a ebook version of it. Um, and if you wanted, you can book a half an hour conversation with me. I, uh, you can just schedule that right there on the website. If you say, look, I, I, I'm trying to figure out how to make my team bolder, or I'm a, a CEO entrepreneur and I've got a great business, but I got all of these, I got a boldness issue. I got a confidence issue. How, how, talk me through it. Get and jumpstart me. I'm happy to do it. Yes. Okay. Well, we'll stick that link in the show notes too, guys. So check it out um, at thehiddenwide.com. This is episode 1023, I think. So um, jump on there and you can review, uh, check out all the show notes by typing in that number, 1023. Fred, thank you so much again for your time. Appreciate connecting today. Thank you. Have a great day. Check it out, guys. Hiddenwide.com. Until next time, peace, passion, and purpose. See you soon. Thanks, guys, for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed what you heard. I hope you love what you're hearing. If you like this episode, guys, or any of the episodes that you're listening to here at The Hidden Why, please do me a favor by sharing it. You can share it with your families. You can share it with your loved ones. You can do that by using your favorite social media channels using the icons on the platform that you're listening to The Hidden Why podcast. Also, guys, if you're a fan of the show, please connect with me. Connect with me at thehiddenwide.com. I love to hear from you. I love to converse with the people that listen to this show to find out what they enjoy, what they don't enjoy, and perhaps if they have any questions or feedback for the show as well. You can stay up to date with all that I'm releasing here, guys. I do a solo show every Monday, a three-minute thought every Thursday. I do two interviews a week on a Wednesday and a Saturday, and a book review every Friday. You can stay up to date with all that by subscribing to my newsletter at thehiddenwire.com. Just enter your email address there, and also subscribing to the podcast on the platform that you choose to listen to your podcasts. You can also support the show, guys, by using the Amazon links at thehiddenwire.com. So if you like books, you can get all the books that I review there um, and anything else, really, that you like to purchase through Amazon. So use that link. It helps support the show. And we've also got a deal with Audible, guys. Audible is a fantastic way to listen to all your favorite books. We've got a deal with them so you can get two free books when you subscribe or, yeah, subscribe to a 30-day free trial. So check that out, again, at thehiddenwire.com. Guys, that's it from me. You know what to do. Go out there. Breathe more passion into every single moment. Do everything with greater purpose and in doing so you will discover your hidden why this is the hidden why my name is Lee Manutzi until next time peace passion and purpose see you soon